Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. 2 Samuel chapter 11. The Lord sent Nathan to David. When he came to him, he said, There were two men in a certain town, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb that he had bought. He raised it up, and it grew up with him and his children. It shared his food and drank from his cup and even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. Now a traveler came to the rich man, but the rich man refrained from taking one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare a meal for the traveler who had come to him. Instead, he took the lamb that belonged to the poor man and prepared it for the one who had come to him. David burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. He must pay for that lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity. Then Nathan said to David, You are the man. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave your master's house to you, and your master's wives into your arms. I gave you all of Israel and Judah. And if this had been too little, I would have given you even more. Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eyes? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and you took his wife to be your own. You killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now, therefore, the sword will never depart from your house, because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your own. This is what the Lord says. Out of your own household, I'm going to bring calamity on you. Before your very eyes, I will take your wives and give them to one who is close to you and he will sleep with your wives in broad daylight. You did it in secret, but I will do this thing in broad daylight before all of Israel. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, The Lord has taken away your sin. You're not going to die. But because by doing this you have shown utter contempt for the Lord, the son born to you will die. After Nathan had gone home, the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife had borne to David, and he became ill. David pleaded with God for the child. He fasted and spent the nights lying in sackcloth on the ground. The elders of his household stood beside him to get him up from the ground, but he refused, and he would not eat any food with them. On the seventh day, the child died. David's attendants were afraid to tell him that the child was dead, for they thought, while the child was still living, he wouldn't listen to us. When we spoke to him, how can we now tell him that the child is dead? He may do something desperate. David noticed that his attendants were whispering among themselves, and he realized that the child was dead. Is the child dead, he asked. Yes, they replied, he is dead. Then David got up from the ground, and after he washed, he put on lotions and changed his clothes. Then he went to the house of the Lord and worshipped. He went to his own house later, and at his request they served him food, and he ate. His attendants asked him, Why are you acting this way? While the child was alive, you fasted and wept, but now that the child is dead, you get up and eat. He answered, While the child was still alive, 
I fasted and wept. I thought, who knows? The Lord may be gracious to me and let the child live. But now that he is dead, why should I go on fasting? Can I bring him back again? I will go to him, but he will not return to me. Then David comforted his wife Bathsheba, and he went to her and made love to her. She gave birth to a son, and they named him Solomon. And the Lord loved him, and because the Lord loved him, he sent word through Nathan the prophet to name him Jedidiah. Meanwhile, Joab fought against Reba of the Ammonites and captured the royal citadel. Joab then sent messengers to David, saying, I have fought against Reba and have taken its water supply. Now muster the rest of the troops and besiege the city and capture it. Otherwise, I will take the city and it will be named after me. So David mustered the entire army and went to Reba and attacked and captured it. David took the crown from their king's head, and it was placed on his own head. It weighed a talent of gold, and it was set with precious stones. David took a great quantity of plunder from the city and brought out the people who were there, consigning them to labor with saws and with iron picks and axes, and he made them work at brick-making. David did all of this to the Ammonite towns. Then he and his entire army returned to Jerusalem. And so this is a very tough chapter, not only in the Bible, but in David's life. Just an exceedingly um, negative situation. Of course, the Lord knew about David's sin, and he sent Nathan the prophet to confront him. And Nathan came up with this little parable about a, a rich man taking the possessions of a poor man to, um, to make David righteously indignant. But the rich man was symbolic of David, and the poor man was symbolic of Uriah. And so the parable was essentially to point out to David that the rich man sinned against the poor man, and it was him that had committed the sin against the poor man Uriah. David's response was tremendous anger. He says the man deserves to die. Uh, he must pay restitution, four times restitution, because he did such a thing and had no pity. And Nathan turned to David and said, you are the man. You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and you took his wife to be your own wife. And he said twice, you killed him with the sword. And um, uh, he, he accused him to his face. Now, friends, once again, David was an absolute monarch. Nathan was a prophet. But he was taking his life in his hands. Nathan must have been a very bold prophet, very bold fearer of Yahweh to come and confront David in this manner. We've already heard of David's um, uh, exceedingly volatile nature. He's killed many people by this point. Nathan had to know that it was at the risk of his own life that he confronted David in his sin. Nevertheless, he did it. And um, ultimately, David later names one of his sons Nathan. So David respected Nathan for this um, uh, aggressive confrontation. So David repents, and uh, Nathan says, you're forgiven, but there's going to be consequences. And so he says, the sword will never depart from your house. This is the first consequence. In other words, there's going to be strife in your own family. And verse 11, this is kind of cryptic, but I'll explain it later. He says, out of your own household, I'm going to bring calamity on you. Before your very eyes, I will take your wives and give them to one who is close to you, and he will sleep with your wives in broad daylight. Now, that verse is fulfilled a couple of ways through the life of Absalom. 
uh, David's household and the in the chapters that follow is going to be divided over um, uh, the rape of Absalom's sister. And then Absalom ultimately is going to rebel and take David's concubines and sleep with them on the roof of the palace, in other words, David's wives, in the eyes of all Israel. And so it's going to be fulfilled through the life of Absalom. And then verse 14, a final judgment on David. By doing this, you've shown utter contempt for the Lord. Therefore, the son born to you will die. And so the child had already been born by this point, but the Lord struck him and um, the death process ensued and the boy died seven days later. He died on the seventh day. Now, David makes an interesting comment. He says, uh, after the boy was dead, he said, I can't bring him back. I will go to him, but he will not return to me. Friends, that's the way it is with all of our loved ones. We will one day go to them when they die before us, but they can't come back to us here. In other words, if they die in Christ, we'll see them again. We will. Um, we have this confidence. We will one day go to be with them. You know, all through the Old Testament, it talks about people being gathered to their family. That's their expression for death for those who love the Lord. One day we will be gathered to our family in the Lord too, but they can't come back to us here. And so David was aware of that principle and expressed it in this chapter. Finally, David um, comforts his wife Bathsheba. And the Bible says she gave birth to a son, and they named him Solomon, and the Lord loved Solomon. Now, that actually happened many years later. So you read it in this chapter, it seems like um, they lost the baby, and immediately she got pregnant again. It didn't happen that way. In fact, Solomon was probably the fourth child of Bathsheba. So this was many years later. This um, uh, verse 24 and 25 about Solomon probably added much after the fact from this taking place. But Lord, we want to thank you for the bold prophet Nathan, who, um, under the leading of the Holy Spirit, confronted David in his sin. Lord, we want to thank you that David had the good sense to repent and not try and blame shift. But Lord, he took responsibility for his action at that point, his actions, and repented. And Lord, you forgave David, but there were still consequences of the sin to deal with in the natural. So Lord, um, remember us. Forgive us when we sin. Lord, I know some people probably listening to this have consequences from their sin. Um, If it's a sexual sin, perhaps a sexual disease. Uh, If it's some other sin like alcoholism, maybe it's liver disease. The sins sometimes have consequences. And although we're forgiven, we still have to deal with the consequences. Lord, help us to repent and be forgiven. And then, Lord, give us grace to endure whatever consequences remain. We ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.